Hello. Bueno, bueno, ¿me escuchas? Te siento perfectamente. Ah, muy bien. ¿Y cuál parte de España estás? Uh, yo vi vivo con mi mujer en, en Aragón, cerca de Zaragoza. Ah, ok. Es que uh, yo trabajo en Barcelona, pues llego a Barcelona, pero eh, cerca de Manresa, un lugar se llama San Pedro. San Pedro. Tengo... San Pedro, ajá, ya. Yeah. Cataluña. <laughs> yeah, Entonces. We, we are uh, between uh, Madrid and uh, Barcelona. Ah, okay. Muy bien. Uh, if, if, do you prefer to, to do it in English or? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yes, por favor, in English. <laughs> Nice to meet you, Chris, um, and welcome to the Solo Voices uh, show here in uh, European in the Music Network. And uh, the first uh, uh, question for me, for our listeners, is uh, who is Rokita and how you started your music career? Okay, uh, thank you, Alessandro. Uh, first of all, uh, I'd like to say thank you so much for inviting me here today uh, to talk about uh, Rokita music to this global mo uh, audience here on the European Indie Music Network. It is certainly a pleasure uh, to speak with you today. <laughs> so with that, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Rokita myself. I grew up in a city called Saginaw, Michigan, in the USA. It's a city of about a hundred, couple hundred thousand. And I grew up back in the 70s and 80s uh, where you had all the hair bands and the hard rock was a big thing. So I always loved listening, listening to this emotionally uh, driven style of music. And uh, we're talking, you know, cool guitar riffs, and this really hard rock style of music. So bands like Iron Maiden, uh, Dio, Poison, Def Leppard, Van Halen. So just to name a few. Uh, and we would also hit the bars. We'd go to the bars a lot. And and the bands, they would always play this type of music all the time. And sometimes, you know, you would have uh, these guys up there. They'd be yelling and screaming. And, uh, you know, I couldn't understand what they were saying. But... You know, I really love the music and had this emotional connection to the music uh, that I, I just loved. So then after high school, I went to college. Uh, I was an electrical engineer by profession and I grew up on computers. So I was pretty tech savvy, tech savvy, savvy person. And I enjoyed arranging uh, MIDI and using sound modules to create music as a hobby. So. I would take these modules, I had like Korg modules, Elisa's modules, and I would sit there and play with them. Uh, I would do layering of instruments and sounds, uh, a lot of experimentation. So that's kind of where I got my hand in a little bit of the music uh, industry. Then after some years in my day job, I was able to meet and work with, uh, there was the 60 guitars legend, his name, uh, Bobby Balderrama. So as a coincidence, he is also from Saginaw and he is the guitarist from Question Mark and the Mysterians. 
So back in, in the 60s, they had a number one song. It was called 96 Tears. And believe it or not, uh, Bobby, as of today, he's putting out songs. And uh, he recently hit number one on the jazz charts. So he's still putting out music after all this time. Wow. Yep. And then also during this period, uh, I also worked with a Latin music artist, uh, Liliana. And uh, I helped compose a lot of her arrangements uh, for her songs. So that also really helped me out in, in learning, you know, how to create the music and, um, you know, working with these professionals in the music industry. So working with these people kind of gave me my foundation or start, you know, to start making my own music. And uh, that's kind of where it all began. And and what lessons uh, have you learned from working with uh, uh, such uh, talented uh, individuals uh, in the music industry? Okay, so these, these professionals kind of gave me my base um, for starting to make music. But after some time, uh, I didn't start getting into the music right away. So it was only the last few years uh, I started to, to create my own music. And let me tell you, it was not easy at first. Uh, I had a pretty good foundation for creating the music, uh, but for when it came to recording my own voice, mixing to a final product, it was very difficult. So I remember my, my first song that I composed uh, was called Breaking Out. And I did all the mixing and I would send out my song. I sent it out for mastering and I thought, man, I had the greatest song in the world, you know? And then uh, reality would set in. So I sent it out to, you know, a lot of the professionals in the music industry, a lot of critics, and, you know, they would come back and say, oh, this is a bunch of garbage, basura, basura. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so needless to say, it was slow going at first. I had to rely on, it, it was good though, the feedback, because, you know, all this, feedback uh, allowed me to improve everything about my production, you know, from how I do recording to mixing and mastering. And uh, one, one important lesson I learned is that for mixing and mastering, uh, that needs to be left to the professionals. So, you know, these guys, um, they have 20 plus years experience doing it. They have all the expensive equipment and sound rooms to do the proper job. And for me, that's just fine because uh, for me, I can concentrate on actually creating and recording the music. So, um, so it's best just to leave it to the professionals for for that aspect of the music production. Yeah. And uh, needless, yep. So needless to say, the first song was a real eye opener, and uh, I had to redo it several times just to get to get it where it is today. But um, like I say, it was a great learning experience. Get your music out there and get it listened to and take the criticism and you know just listen to what the people are saying and use that to help improve your production so that's that's my message for everyone here you know if they want to get into making music and then also you know a really tough part uh, with the music industry is you know these days you have to be on social media you have to have a presence so uh, when i started out a few years ago i mean i had no idea about social media and what to do so so this occupied a lot of my time you know trying to navigate and figure out what i need to do from a social media perspective um because there's a lot to it it's just uh something if you're not used to it like these young kids it's it, it takes some time 
So after Hyperbolic Overload uh, was released, that's the, the song before She Is, um, I knew I had something special with this song, She Is, and I, I really didn't have an expert consultant uh, to help me uh, with my music and to kind of point me in the right direction. So, so that's when I reached out to uh, this individual, Kelly Milionis. He's from Mighty Achilles, uh, and he helped me uh, with this last song. So I just want to send out a big thank you uh, to Kelly, Tracy, and Mother Irene for all their support. Uh, I could not have done it without your help. So thank you so much. I, I think you you was um, lucky to have uh, those feedback, but also you was strong and uh, intelligent to take uh, this feedback and uh, to make something better. There is uh, uh, many people that uh, maybe don't want uh, uh, or don't listen uh, the other feedback. So this is uh, very important. And uh, I, I really appreciate this uh, attitude. Yes, you need to have that type of attitude. Uh, otherwise, I don't believe you'll make it in the music industry. You need to be able to you know, take criticism and uh, use that to help improve yourself. Yeah. And uh, oh, wave uh, your extensive travels and exposure to different cultures influenced your uh, musical uh, preferences and uh, creativity. Okay. So after college, uh, I was a service engineer. So I would go and travel and also work in, in different countries. So um, just to name a few Mexico, uh, Brazil, China, Poland. Italy, Canada, Korea, and of course, Spain, which is a very beautiful country. So I, I mostly traveled to Barcelona and I was able to visit uh, the beautiful Mount Surat Cathedral on the mountain. And I was also able to visit uh, the salt mines in Cardona. Uh, downtown Barcelona is just a beautiful city, very breathtaking. Uh, the, the structures of the, the buildings And also, I really loved uh, the small towns, the, the old uh, type of structures and the rolling hills, um, just very beautiful. So there's my plug for, for Spain, very beautiful country. So you were very lucky to live there. <laughs> so getting back to the music. Um, so what I noticed is that each culture, they have their own style of music, you know, in their own region. Uh, but what I found is that all these uh, different places and cultures, they all have a strong connection uh, back to classic rock music. It's just it's the one connection that I noticed that most countries, uh, if you go there, you know, there's always uh, this section of people that have this strong uh, connection to that music and they play this type of music, but maybe, you know, with their own style. So, so I guess, Uh, in summary, you know, being exposed to all these different styles of class rock, classic rock music, um, you know, it's kind of embedded in my DNA, whether it's, you know, from the U.S. or other countries, you know, I'm always hearing it and experiencing it. And uh, it's something that will always have an influence on every song that I make. And then... In, in what ways uh, do your production and uh, songwriting skills uh, contribute uh, to 
your success uh, as a solo artist? Okay, for me, music is a very important part of my life, and I'm sure it is to everybody. Uh, without music, you know, life would be boring and dull. You know, it spurs imagination and emotions when you listen to music, and it tells a story and it changes our mood. Uh, a lot of times to help us get, get us through the day, we're at work having a bad day. We put on the headphones and, and listen to some of our favorite songs. Uh, you know, it helps us get us through the day. So, so first of all, it really inspires me to create the music itself and have an emotional connection to the music. So when I start creating music, I always start uh, with the music itself from scratch. And I, and I try to experiment with different styles, rhythms, instruments, some chord, different chord progressions. Um, and then when I listen to the music, when I, when I kind of get done, you know, it, it, the music is telling me a story itself. Um, and for me, the lyrics, you know, they're just as important as the music itself. So it has to kind of tell the story with the music, the feeling of the music. So this is where I spend a lot of time, um, you know, coming up with the lyrics for the music. And uh, it really helps uh, to have a lot of life experiences because most of my songs are based on a lot of my life experiences. So uh, that's a very important aspect of uh, my writing skills is using my life experiences for <clears throat> a lot of my songs. And uh, can you talk about uh, the role of uh, your wife in inspiring uh, she, his, uh, and how personal <laughs> experience influences your uh, songwriting? Okay, so <clears throat> so yeah, the, the she is song, it was uh, originally intended to be a Spanish song. I actually... I wrote a song in Spanish and with with the music of She Is, and the song just did not flow um, how I wanted it to. So, so I put the, the music on a shelf for a while, and I started to work on the next song, which is Hyperbolic Overload. <clears throat> so after several months, um, I released the Hyperbolic Overload song, and I, and I was thinking about the song and, and what it was trying to tell me. And then I just remembered, you know, I was having some conversations uh, with my lovely wife about something she said. And I was thinking to myself, well, geez, that don't make any sense at all. And I was a little frustrated and, and I could not really understand her thought process. So that's kind of when the light came on for, for this song, She Is. So, so that is how she kind of inspired the song. And I found that the music was perfect for this type of song, you know, power pop, pop uh, driving, fun type of music. And uh, as I started to write this song, I wanted it to be kind of a lighthearted and, and funny look at men's struggle to understand women, uh, to understand women. And uh, first of all, you know how men think we're, we're more logical and, you know, women, they're kind of more emotional. So kind of very different. So the song is, is there to kind of point out some of these uh, little differences, you know, between men and women. Uh, but the main purpose for the song, you know, I wanted to kind of, you know, as you listen to it, you know, I wanted to put a smile on your face, maybe a chuckle if possible. And hopefully whoever listens to the song 
and understands the lyrics, you know, they can re relate a little bit to what I'm trying to talk about. And, uh, you know, at the end of the song, I had to kind of make up for some of the things I was saying about women, just because, you know, we men aren't perfect ourselves. We have a, we have a lot of faults. So, um, so at the end of the song, you know, she's uh, sitting there and uh, she's in bed. That's my wife in bed, of course, in the music video. So, and she says, well, she's just fed up with my ranting and she just tells me to shut up. Uh, you know, you're crazier than me. So, so I think, you know, in the end, you know, women's perception of men is, is kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, we kind of perceive of them. There's, there's, uh, you know, we're not without our own faults and, uh, therein lies the struggle, you know, between the, uh, between men and women. Can you share a behind the scenes anecdote or uh, interesting stories uh, related to your journey as an artist? For sure. So uh, my wife and her family, she's from Mexico. And when we were down there, this is before, you know, we started, I started making uh, music a few years ago as uh, before breaking out the first song. So So we were visiting them on vacation and they know some TV producers that are, uh, they do uh, cable, kind of some cable network shows. And this is where, you know, my music video production crew comes from. So we talked to them about, you know, doing some music videos for my music and they kind of agreed, you know, they, they didn't have, uh, they're very, very experienced in the, Uh, you know, doing the cable shows, but not really in the music video. So we kind of came to an agreement. So, so I would just like to say, uh, muchas gracias, uh, Rafael, Manuel, y Paris. You guys are awesome. So thank you for for all your your help and work on my music videos. Much appreciated. So <clears throat> after the second release, uh, there's a song called "Lessons of Life," and they came up with this idea of filming this video in a small town of uh it's called Acoco, mexico and there's this canyon in this small town and, and a waterfall so during the filming of this video we had to literally climb down the canyon with all the video equipment speakers and we had a whole entourage of people going down there and there are no steps no handrails and uh it was a very uh very interesting to try to get to the bottom of the canyon but When we were down there, the scenery was very beautiful and well worth all the efforts. So, so on the video itself, uh, you can actually see the, the canyon. And there's also a behind the scenes uh, production on, on YouTube where you can kind of go through and it shows us kind of going through a lot of the struggles we came as, you know, going down the canyon and going up the canyon. Um, and, and just parts of the town is a, is a very... It's a very uh, exceptional experience and something that I will never forget. And uh, also in this case, uh, you're lucky to 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 get this chance because uh, I think this made uh, an enrichment for you as a as an artist and as a producer. And uh, I would like to ask, uh, what's your favorite part of uh, the music creation uh, process from writing to recording and performing? And if you do, you have any unique uh, rituals? Okay, for sure. Uh, so, 
the music creation is for sure the funnest and also my favorite part. This is where I get to use my creativity to come up, you know, with something new that nobody's heard of before. Uh, I also love to write the lyrics, but I'm a perfectionist. So when it comes to writing the lyrics, uh, you know, I, I take my time. It takes, you know, probably the more time than making the music itself. And the lyrics, they have to flow with the music and have a deep connection to the music. Uh, but by far, the most difficult for me is recording the vocals. So, so I'm a family man. And in our house, we have uh, twin boys. They're four and a half. I've got a daughter. Uh, she's 15. And of course, my wife and a dog. <laughs> so the only time I can record uh, the vocals is when the house is completely quiet. And the only time it's completely quiet is when either everybody's out of the house or everybody's sleeping in the middle of the night. So once everyone's sleeping, I'll usually take my laptop. I'll go downstairs. I got a little area uh, that I can do my recording and I'll set up and I'll take several takes of the song, you know, each section, uh, a little bit at a time. And then it's, it's usually not till the next day. Um, I'll go back and I'll listen so I can tell how good or bad my vocals turned out. So usually on every song, I have to repeat this like two or three times, uh, you know, just because it's, you know, I'm not in like a, a professional studio or any place like that. And I have instant access to to be able to go through it's it's something that you know i kind of do by myself and uh of course if i was someone like whitney houston i'd you know i'd probably only have to do it one time and i'd be done but that's not the case <laughs> and how, how do you approach the the, the songwriting uh, there are uh, specific events or experience that often serve as inspiration for uh, your gigs or uh, simply the, the lyrics came uh, on uh, on the paper. Okay, yes. Uh, so this is where the life experiences come in. As I mentioned before, each song has a tie back to, you know, a lot of the life experiences that I've been through. Uh, for example, uh, the first song, Breaking Out, that was my childhood growing up. And I wanted to try to inspire everyone to, you know, break out of their everyday life and follow what you love to do. Kind of like what I'm trying to do right now. And, uh, you know, also there's a message in there. You know, I, I I'm one of those persons that, you know, nothing's impossible if you put the effort into it. So, so that's kind of the message uh, for that song. Lessons of Life. Um, that's a powerful, emotional rock song. And it's about finding purpose and happiness. So everybody, they kind of go through their own major trials in their life. And for me, it was recovering from a relationship, you know, and finding love. And if you listen to the song, Lessons of Life, it gives you some basic rules to live by. And hopefully uh, that will increase your chances of a happy life. So that's the message for that one. Uh, there's all together now. So with everything going on in the world, all the wars and, and all the crazy stuff, you know, uh, everything is changing so fast. Um, so all together now was written to kind of talk about, hey, you know, everyone, we got to kind of come together and find purpose together 
and enjoying others and, you know, try to make change in the world for the better. Uh, then after that, there's Path of Eternal Trial. So I'm a big sci-fi fan. I love uh, like the Witcher series and those types of, you know, action heroes, sci-fi. So so it was a perfect opportunity to, to write a song about, you know, an action hero. Um, so this guy, you know, he's this badass that kind of goes in and when someone needs help, he'll go and show up and take care of business where there is uh, evil or wrongdoing. Okay, and then after that, cranial euphoria. So this is kind of talking about the music itself. Uh, you know, there's a lot of cool guitarists baked in there, a little bit of violin and a nice climax to the song. But, uh, you know, it kind of talks about, you know, how music will change your mood, kind of takes you away from your worries and helps you get through the day. Uh, and we're getting close here. So spring break. So we had last year a trip to Gulf of Mexico from Alabama. We drove like 15 hours to get there and uh, we were on the beach. We actually filmed the video there. Actually, my daughter filmed the video. <laughs> and uh, so it's just uh, it's about, you know, a fun party song about getting out of the cold, getting into the warm beach and take a break from life. Um, and then, of course, Hyperbolic Overload, the last song. It's about, uh, you know, a revealing rock song that, uh, you know, we're exposed so much to the exaggerated statements uh, from the media sources. So, um, you know, everything is, is, you know, the world is ending. Um, you know, you got to do this, do that right now. It's, it's just kind of crazy. Uh, you know, some of the stuff you see on social media these days. And then, of course, there's this artificial intelligence. You know, when you go surfing the web, you know, uh, it remembers where you've been. It remembers, you know, what you clicked on, what you like. So it kind of throws more of that, you know, up on your screen and uh, says, hey, you know, buy this, buy that. And uh, so it was pretty interesting because, you know, the cover of the song, if you look at it, I'm sitting there. I've got this torn up shirt. I'm That's the only thing I'm wearing. And I'm looking at all these, you know, video screens, let's say through, you know, like a, uh, a TV store. And so I'm dead broke. Uh, staring at these TVs and my fists are clenched. I'm all frustrated. So, so the, the idea here is, you know, Hey, you know, we got to kind of take a break, you know, from social media, you know, from this technology and uh, you know, instead of letting it try to control us, you know, let's go ahead and, and try to use this technology to, to, a, you know, to solve some of our problems uh, instead of, you know, letting it control us. So, <clears throat> It's kind of funny because at the beginning of the song, you know, I'm talking about, you know, it's going to be the end of the world today. You know, it's the same same news as yesterday. But then if you listen at the very end of the song, I said, hey, you know, uh, it's not so bad if you're if you're listening to the song right now. It's it's not the end of the world. So uh, just kind of something to, to bring the whole uh, song together there at the end. I thought that was uh, uh, very good. I think that the, the the last one is a great message. I think uh, really we would uh, need absolutely to, to be more human in this world because we are losing uh, the the human thing, you know. And uh, apart from that, what are your goals and aspirations for the future? Any specific uh, milestones or project on uh, the horizon? 
yeah, there's there's really no specific big project. Um, my main objective is just to keep making uh, more music. So uh, with that, you know, my main message first and foremost is to hear, you know, original music. Um, you know, of course, with the classic rock uh, uh, style a little bit, uh, but I want a little different feeling and style, maybe different instruments. So each song I try to make unique by itself. Um, you know, I don't think anybody wants to hear, you know, the same type of music, the same, you know, style of song over and over. So I try to mix it up, make it, you know, make it unique and still keep, you know, the feel good rock style of music. And then, then also another message I want to convey is I want my music to, to inspire and make people, you know, feel good after listening to it. Um, you know, I have, I have a chance here to make a good positive influence on people. So uh, to me, that is very important. Now we will play your new single, She Is. Uh, you have a wonderful t-shirt with the cover and uh, it's possible to buy for uh, people. You have also uh, the, the mug or is... Uh... Oh, yes, for sure. If you go to, if you go to the Spotify store, uh, Rokita Music, or rokitamusic.com. Uh, there's a page there called Merch, Merchandise, and you can get a nice mug. She is. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, yeah. I said uh, all, all the time, is, is this a mug with the she is? Then yes. And then... Um, yes. Wonderful. Then people uh, must uh, visit your store. And um, now we will play the single. Maybe you can introduce it uh, for us and uh, let's use now what do you want to express with uh, that song? Okay. First of all, Alessandro, I have a big announcement to make. Um, so Friday, December 29th, uh, I'm very excited uh, on winning two music awards. They're from uh, Academia. Wow, congratulations. Um, for the month of December. So the first one is for the song itself. So best pop rock song. And the other one is for the music video itself. Uh, so thank you very much. I thank you. So the Academy Awards, uh, they're, they're pretty prestigious award. They're prestigious that they're held every month. And for different genres, I think there's like 15 or 16. And the music comes to them from all over the world. So it's not just like the U.S. or a specific country. Uh, so you can imagine how honored I'm, I am to feel, uh, to be recognized by these awards. And uh, just one other thing, if you go to the YouTube video for She Is, uh, it's doing very well. It's rocking the YouTube charts. So we're at over 250,000 views. Wow. So, so I just want to say, you know, a big thank you to all my family, friends, and of course my fans. Keep listening and watch it, watching. And now it's time to sit back and enjoy this fun party song about a man's struggle to understand how women think. And I'd just like to tell my lovely wife that 
yes, dear, I am crazier than you. <laughs> so with that, enjoy the song, everyone. And thank you so much, Alessandro. Thank you for your time. And uh, now she is from Rokita. And uh, you guys, you can uh, uh, found Rokita, on, uh, as we said, rokitamusic.com, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, on Bandcamp, TikTok as well. And uh, she is. Thank you so much for your time and for your effort with music. And we truly appreciate it with you on our network. Thank you. Muchas gracias. De nada. Muchísimas gracias a ustedes. Ok, nos vemos. Hasta luego. 3 a.m. Tossing and a turning. Eyes wide open. My mind to churning. The body close. To me, she's clinging. I jump out of bed and start to singing. She's a bit unstable, completely unshakable. Barely maintainable. She's unexplainable. Full of profanity. A body of vanity. This cause of insanity. It's all a calamity. She's so touchable. It's so kissable. Everything invisible, driving me crazy An impatient lady, my thinking's all hazy Can't say no more, maybe Completely compelling, she's unforgettable Exceedingly sociable, fashion negotiable The flowing of gossip, it's unstoppable The queen of drama, it's all emotional are running, she's the master of cunning, rulers are bowing, her presence is powering, and her future ambition is world acquisition! She's a bit unstable, completely unshakable, barely maintainable, she's unexplainable, full of profanity, a body of vanity, this cause of insanity, it's all a calamity! She's so touchable, but so kissable, passion is blissful, everything invisible, driving me crazy! Patient lady, my thinking's all hazy Can't say no more, maybe Completely compelling, she's unforgettable Exceedingly sociable, fashion negotiable The flowing of gossip, it's unstoppable The queen of drama, it's all emotional What had happened during evolution? I jump in bed and she looks at me She says, shut your mouth, you're crazier than me So dark